Hello, my name is Ethan Hewlin. Like you, I live in a world that never stops moving. Also like you, I have stories. These are my stories. The true stories of a tryhard. Welcome back to True Stories of a Tryhard. I'm Ethan Hewlin, and this is part two of my How Our Childhood Affects Our Love Habits. So uh, we're just going to jump back in with the other couple of types, and there's going to be something special at the end. So listen through. The next type of lover is the vacillator. The vacillator grew up with a parent who was unpredictable, either because of work or other reasons. They just couldn't count on them to be somewhere for any consistent amount of time. These children learn very quickly that their needs aren't their parents' number one priority, and as a result, learn to fend for themselves and become very self-reliant. They also develop a very deep fear of abandonment because this pattern of behavior exhibited by their parent in whatever form that takes is something that they don't want to happen for their future relationships. When a parent decides to finally give time, money, or energy to a vacillator, they tend to be too angry to really want to receive it at that time because they're still mulling over the fact that in their mind they don't matter as much as whatever their parent has been doing at the time. The number one priority in a vacillator's life is consistency. In relationships, in their job, in whatever activity they're doing, they just want consistency. Because that's something their childhood lacked. And when they enter adulthood, they are making up for lost time by doing so. They often become what they don't like in the fact that they tend to fantasize about new relationships and where they could go. But when they don't get that satisfaction out of it, they feel dejected and unheard and tend to go into a bit of a deep depression. Vacillators often experience a lot of internal conflict um, and they are at war with themselves a lot of the time because they're afraid of becoming what they never liked in their parents. They're also very sensitive and perceptive people which can either be an incredible strength or a terrible weakness. Because on one hand, it's very easy for them to read people and understand them, but on the other, they can take it to an extreme if it's someone that they really want attention from. Vacillators tend to rush into relationships excuse me, a little too quickly. So in order for a vacillator to experience that love that they're so desperately seeking, they need to be able to slow down and get to know somebody before they jump in head first. There are aspects of the vacillator that I relate to. 
um, mostly when it deals with um, my romantic relationships, um, especially my, my current one, because I tend to see a lack of communication as something's wrong, and one of my biggest fears is losing someone I care about, whether that's through death or a falling out or, or anything, because it hasn't really been easy for me to make friends, and I want to keep the relationships I have intact for as long as I possibly can. But sometimes my relationships are like holding a bar of soap. The tighter you grab soap, the farther it flies out of your hand. But then I also fear that I'm being annoying because I am trying to address these, what I perceive to be errors in either communication or something was misheard or something along those lines because I want that connection. I want to keep that connection alive for as long as possible. Slowing down for me and getting to know somebody is not as much of a problem. In fact, it's kind of a priority for me. I, being the way I am, prefer to get to know somebody before I let myself open all the way up. And that's because I have a lot of trust issues with people. So if I'm going to be open with somebody, I want them to reciprocate with me. And having that vulnerability to be able to talk to somebody on a deep level is something that I want in all close relationships that I have. In fact, I prefer having deeper conversations to small talk because, frankly, I'm terrible at it. Um, I don't really know how to do it quite as well as some people do. Um, and that's led to a lot of awkward interactions between me and other people, especially people I'm meeting for the first time. Um, for example, if I meet someone new, there may be times where I just pause to kind of collect my thoughts and people will look at me kind of quizzically because I don't necessarily um, communicate that I am trying to collect my thoughts. I just kind of stare off into space. This can lead to quite the misunderstanding, um, and first impressions can be botched because of this. And I've been told how often I do this, and yet I still struggle with it because... It is not something that is easily overcome. I don't necessarily want to be this way. It's just something that I'm currently working on. Hey tryhards, Ethan here. I want to talk to you guys about Patreon. Patreon is a donation service, a monthly subscription service where you donate money to me to support the show, to support uh, the growth of it whether that means merchandise or more podcasts or other things of that nature. And I would really appreciate if you guys 
will be willing and able to give just a little bit of whatever extra money you may have. Because while the show will always be free for everyone to listen, um, the way to make it isn't. And I'm in college, and things are expensive. So I'd appreciate any little amount that you're able to give. So thank you for donating, and thank you even more for listening. The last type of lover is the avoider. Avoiders grow up in a household where, like with the vacillator, their affection and their affectionate needs are not being reciprocated. Avoiders' parents tend to value self-reliance above most anything else. Avoiders are kind of forced to shove their emotions down to make room for the anxieties of not having those needs met by parents who are more concerned with them being independent than meeting the needs of their children. Avoiders like their space and tend to rely on logic more than emotion. They think more with their head than their heart. Intense mood swings are rough for avoiders because they are unpredictable and they are not in control to change it. In order for avoiders to truly understand what it feels like to be in healthy relationships, they need to be able to open up and express their feelings in an honest way. Now, of all the types of lovers I've mentioned so far, the avoider seems the most like me. Because I am an introvert. I do enjoy my space. That's kind of how I recharge and I'm ready to face the world again, is being able to withdraw myself from people, get my thoughts together, get myself together, and then rejoin the world. I am a very logical thinker. I get that from both of my parents. So I have trouble processing my own emotions. And like the description that I just read to you, the avoider does tend to put their own needs on hold in order to care for others. That is something I had to do when I was growing up because as the oldest of three children at that time, and as I mentioned earlier, I was my mom's second in command for a while. And I was my dad's second in command for a while. I felt like I had to step in and fill the role of the other parent because there weren't two parents to take care of that. And one thing that I will forever remember when my dad was getting ready to pack up and leave, he got down on one knee, he looked me in the eye, and he said, Ethan, you're the man of the house now. You need to help your mom. You need to help your sisters. And that's what I did. I took that very personally. So much so that I tended to not want to address my own feelings. Instead, trying to just help my mom in any way I can 
because she was doing it all on her own, or at least that's what it looked like to me, and I didn't want that for her. And like the avoider, I do get uncomfortable around mood swings, whether that's intense sadness, intense happiness, intense fear. I don't like things that elicit emotions unnaturally, or at least what I perceive to be unnaturally. So I don't really like scary movies. In fact, I consider myself a baby when it comes to scary movies. I don't like movies that make me cry because, in my opinion, that is an unnatural expression of emotion. I know it's not, but in my brain's sick and twisted way of perceiving the world, it is. And when other people are experiencing intense emotions around me, I get very, 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 very uncomfortable. Because if I'm not experiencing that same emotion, I feel like I'm left out. Like I'm not part of something that I should be. As if I'm missing out on a collective experience that is somehow universal to everybody except me. But luckily, I did get help with how to deal with my emotions, which also happened during that great time of upheaval in my life, because my mom recognized how much I was doing to help her and how that was affecting me personally. So I started seeing my therapist, and over the next five years, he helped me understand that in order to fully deal with how I was feeling, I need to be able to name it and understand it and get to know it. Because emotions are a part of you. And getting to know yourself is part of the human experience. I was putting those cares aside to take care of my younger siblings. But in doing so, I neglected my own needs. But take heart, listener. One of these five will resonate with you more than the others. It just so happens that the avoider resonated most with me. So let me know what kind of lover resonated with you the most um, via whatever social media you feel comfortable with that I am also on. And I'd love to talk about it. Thank you, listeners, for coming again this week to listen to True Stories of a Tryhard. You can find me on Instagram at ethan.t.hulen. That's H-U-L-E-N. You can find me on Twitter at ETPhoneHome. The O's are zeros, the E's are threes. You can find the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at True Stories Pod. The best way to get the word out about podcasts is via word of mouth and social media. So please, please, please. Share this with your friends, share it on your social media, and if you post it in some way and tag me, you will get featured on the official podcast accounts. And please feel free to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. I would very much appreciate it. I'll be back with more stories next week. So until then, this is Ethan Hewlin, signing off.